giving me the privilege to be here and uh, thank you for uh, I thank God for uh, Brother Andy Tully using him as an instrument to connect to Pastor Greg Buher and uh, so uh, the Lord uh, hear my prayers that tonight I will be here in order to share to you the uh, testimony of the ministry I have a video presentation to show to you and some pictures and while I share the story of these pictures in the ministry that God enabled us to, to do for Him, uh, I hope and pray that it will speak to our hearts, it will encourage us, and special, especially tonight, I am so blessed to hear of the testimony that everyone is desiring to, to bring the gospel or to share the gospel to, to the lost in, in this uh, uh, gathering that we had tonight. So, uh, to continue... Uh, I'm going to open the testimony and the challenge uh, with a word of prayer. Let us pray. Abba Father, thank you, Lord, for the gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ, your precious Son. Thank you, Lord, for uh, giving us the opportunity uh, to be able to be in the house of prayer to, to bring our, our request our thanksgiving uh, and our petition, O oh God, to thy throne. And we know, Lord, that uh, you promise in Jeremiah 33, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Lord, we know that we have a Father, a God in heaven that hears and listens to our prayers. And uh, even, Lord, uh, the, the prayers that we have not uttered, we have, we have not opened our mouth. You know, Lord, what is in our heart and in our mind. Lord, tonight, as I share the testimony of the ministry, I pray, Lord, for the power of the Holy Spirit to speak uh, through me, O God. Uh, and uh, I pray, Lord, that I will be understood as I speak in this language, Lord, that is not my language, but with the power of the Holy Spirit uh, to let them understand these words, O oh God. I pray, Lord, that you're going to uh, use me and uh, uh, put me at the back of your cross, Lord Jesus, that I will not be seen, but it is you. Again, O oh God, I give you all the glory and honor for everything that will be said and done tonight. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay. Uh, my name is, uh, my true name is Ebenezer Lokias. So, taken from the book of Samuel, Stone of Help. But I am always called Benji, or Pastor Benji in the Philippines, or Brother Benji. I have uh, uh, two brothers who are also pastors, and one sister next to me who is married to a pastor. So, uh, Pastor Greg and I are both the same. We are uh, our parents. My dad is also a pastor, and... Uh, uh, his first pastorate was in the year 1969 until God took him away last 2012. And my mother is still alive. She is 72 years old and uh, play a very important part in the ministry that God has given to us uh, because she is a prayer warrior. Her name is Alicia Lucas. I have uh, uh, three children and one wife. Uh, her name is Rani Ann. Lokias, last 2019, it is a very big uh, 
victory in her life, but she passed six major operations because of the cancer in her stomach. So she has now a very s- small intestine, but she is alive uh, by the grace of God. Six major operations started on the month of March of 2019 and finished November of 2019. Uh, we have three children, two, two boys and one girl. And uh, my oldest son is the music director in our ministry. My second son is uh, uh, he is a handyman. He helps me with with uh, equipments and and uh, fixing things. And the daughter is uh, she loves to sing for the Lord. Her name is Valerie. Uh, so the ministry that God has given to me is uh, called uh, public preaching or uh, Philippine Pioneer Ministry. This ministry that God has given to me started in 2001. Uh, it is founded in Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. If you have your Bible with you, uh, I would like to invite you to Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. This is one of the beautiful verses in the book of Revelation. The Word of God is so uh, powerful and alive. Now from cover to cover, from Genesis to Revelation, and so many precious uh, gems in it. But this will remind us as a believer that what God has mandated us or commanded us to do is possible, even though there are difficulties that we are going to face. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 7, verse 9, After this, I beheld and lo, a great multitude, mark that word, great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations, and kindreds, and people, and tongues. This is the vision that God has given to John the Beloved when he was in the island of Patmos. Looking forward, in heaven there will be all nations, and kindreds, and people, and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, this is a a a uh, prophecy that in heaven all people in all languages and tongues that we have in this world right now, there will be a a representative. If not all of them will be saved that speak in that language, there will be a representative of that group in heaven. That is why our our mission in public preaching ministry is to to reach out and to bring the gospel to all tribes, all languages in Mindanao. So in Mindanao, this is the second largest island in the Philippines. We have 7,101 islands. There are 25 native tribes that speak different languages. And if they speak in front of me, I, I cannot understand them. I need to be interpret. There must be an interpreter. Like for example, many years ago, Brother Anditoli went to Mindanao and we bring him to one tribe, Ata tribe. He preached in English. He was translated to a Cebuano language by my brother. And then my brother was translated 
to the, to the native language by Abdul, the son of the chief. So, three translations. Aside from 25 tribes that speak different language in Mindanao, there are 14 tribes of Muslims that they speak different language too. And they are difficult to be reached out because of the religious standing that they have. The way they defend and the way they, they treat us that are not uh, non-Muslims. But it is our duty as a believer in Christ. Because the truth will set them free. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. To give us a idea, there in, in a survey around the world, there are 6,500 languages as of now. 6,500 plus languages. The Bible, Old and New Testament, was translated to 700 languages by the Bible Society. The New Testament was translated to 1,550 plus languages. So can you imagine, my dear brothers and sisters, how far we are from reaching and from, be, from bringing the Bible in their own language to the people that need to hear the gospel. So, uh, I am going to show you a video and then I will keep on with the with the testimony of the ministry, with the challenge from the Word of God. May this be a blessing to you. Jonathan, please.
picture. I hope that is an encouragement and a blessing to you. Uh, why is it that the tribal people are, are unrich groups in Mindanao? It's because they live at the very deep forest, at the, at the very remote areas. You have to... When you preach in a, in a radio program about the gospel they will not hear it. I bring a radio to their place. I open it. I had someone to climb on the coconut and, and just turn on the knob to look for a station. No station because it's very far. And no television. They cannot hear gospel from the television. Even cell phone there will not function because it is very far. So the next picture I'm going to show you, that is Commander Busao. This one. This is my wife, and this is our dentist in the ministry. Commander Busao is a commander of the Moro Islamic Liberation Front in Mindanao. We have so many Muslim terrorist groups in Mindanao, and MILF is one of them. When we, when we go to the mountain, to this mountain, I am not in search and in going to reach him. But this is what happened. We cross going to the tribe. We cross six, one river, but we cross it 63 times. That's how far it is. Every time we cross the river, I will ask the guide, is this another river, brother? He said, no, pastor, the same. We cross it 63 times. So when we reach there, we rest. The next day, we cook rice porridge and we give medicine just like in the picture that you see. In order to connect with them, to get their heart, you, we, we offer something. We give food to the children. We give medicine, over-the-counter medicine, like vitamin C, uh, for headache, for stomachache, simple medicines. This boy, a young boy, received a, a rice and went home with a medicine. It so happened that Commander Busao, the word Busao is a Muslim word. In English, it is ghost. That is his alias, a.k.a. Okay? So, he asked his son, he happened to visit one of his wives. 
he has five wives. He asked his son, where did you get that food? Where did you get that medicine? And the boy explained to him that there are people by the river giving medicine. And the father, his father said, are they government people? This is very far. And maybe what brings him them here? Because they, it never happened that the government come here and give food. So, that night, we set up our equipments, we showed the Jesus film, and then we cut the Jesus film in half, and at the half, I preached the Word of God. When the invitation was given, Commander Busa was one who came forward and accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. When he came forward, his face is not like that. He has long hair, long beard. Just like when you see on my video presentation when I have long beard, that means in that quarter or six months of that year, I am very heavily going in and out of the region of the Muslims. Because if I have that, that that's a respect. To, uh, they will respect me because most of their Muslim priests called Imam, they have long beard. They have long beard. So, uh, the invitation was given. He came forward and accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. And then he introduced himself who he is. What I'm trying to say is that the word of God is powerful. According to Hebrews 4.12, his word is quick and powerful. Apostle Paul says in Romans 1.16, he says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God. We are commanded to open our mouth. How shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they preach except they be sent? How shall they believe on Him in whom they have not heard? Right? So somebody must open his or her mouth. A person who thinks he is religious or who happens to memorize the Bible that cannot open the word, the gospel to other people is probably he or she doesn't have it. Because you cannot share what you don't have. But as a believer in Christ, we are all messengers of Christ's message, the gospel. Amen? And it is the work of the Holy Spirit to save. So, Commander Busao grew, grew in the Word and he became a preacher. And I told him, you cannot be a preacher because he wants to reach his own people. He wants to reach the Magindanawan Muslim for Christ. Preach in, the, in his own language. I told him and talked to his wives, said, are you happy that Commander Busaug, your husband got saved? And they said, yes, big changes, Pastor, big change. But if he wants to be a preacher of God, he cannot be with all of you. So I give, an, I give a, a suggestion. And I said, Commander, you have to work to feed your children of your five wives. But you have to stay with your first wife. Because she is the first that God has given to you. In case your first wife will die, you go to your second wife. So he has four reserves. No? But, but it was him that God took him. No, he, not long from he became a preacher, God took him home. He got sick in the mountain that if he happened to go to a hospital, he can be uh, cured. But 
As I've told you, they live in the very back of the forest. Take days to walk, to get out of there. So, this is Commander Bozao. He is guarding my wife and our dentist in one of our journey in the mountain. That is his assignment always. As we go to one tribe to another tribe, I always told uh, Commander Bozao, you watch over our dentist and my wife. Whatever happens, if there's an ambush along the way, save them. We men will just take care of ourselves. So, look at him, how happy he is. You know, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become. The next picture, Jonathan. Okay? That's my mother, Alicia Lokias. That's me. And that is Chris. Chieftain of uh, Blaan tribe. Blaan, B, apostrophe, L-A-A-N. The words that I told you, you can check on Google if you want. Blaan tribe in Mindanao. Uh, Moro Islamic Liberation Front uh, terrorist group in Mindanao. You can check on all of that. Chris, when a guide, one day, I met a guide going to his tribe. So we walk, we travel from our base, we, 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 we travel at 2 o'clock in the morning, we reach in, uh, in the area at around 7 o'clock where there's no more road. We have to walk. So when we start walking and reaching the village, I told our guide, you bring me to the chief. Introduce me to the chief of the village. So we went to his house, Chris, and I introduced myself and then shared the gospel to him and his family, his wife, Carmelita, and the children got saved. When I left, Chris went to his brother Lorenzo and shared the gospel that he received. Lorenzo got saved and his family. So I go there and share to them the gospel, grow them in the word, discipleship. That is our duty, to grow them in the word. And one day, after several years, he received his diploma. He, he, he now graduates. He is now a pastor. He donated a piece of land in his village, and we built a church there. And then we made many baptisms on the river. Uh, in front of the church, just like this, just uh, like 300 meters, there's already a river. Tribes always, tribal people always live near the river. That's where their life. Fish, take a bath, and that is the restroom also. So that is in the culture, you know. So that's where we baptize. One day, because we have been reaching in that mountain, there is one group that got mad. The godless ideology group. This group who doesn't believe that there is God. One day, when Pastor Chris and his wife was out, and his son is taking a bath in the river, next picture, he was gunned down. That was 2015. That's Pastor Chris. That's his son. That's his daughter, Mary Ann. So I wanted to go. His wife said, Pastor, don't don't come here. They are looking for you also. So I said, I'll be praying for you. And on the phone, if you will notice why they have a phone, they go to the town. Around seven kilometers, three and a half miles from them walking. When they go to the town, they can contact me. They can call me if there's an emergency. So, I told Carmelita, I want to talk to Lorenzo. 
So I talked to Lorenzo. I said, Brother, Pastor Chris is now in heaven. You have your training. Are you willing to pastor the church? He said, Pastor, yes, that's a privilege. Okay? So Pastor Lorenzo preached two Sundays. After preaching two Sundays, one of the evening on the third week, on the coming third week, the, the communist went to his house and shoot him also. That's next picture. That's Pastor Lorenzo, the brother of Pastor Chris. My mom, myself, and sorry about the picture. Not, not really a good picture. Okay. So that was 2015. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I would like to, to remind you. In Revelation chapter 13, the Bible speaks about the mark of the beast. The dragon. Its form. Its number. Revelation chapter 13. Apostle Paul speaks also in, Genesis, in, in, in Galatians chapter 6 verse 17. Let's go there. About the mark of Christ. Apostle Paul. He says, From henceforth let no man trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is true. So let me tell you this. In the book of Philippians, there's so many precious encouragement from there, but in the book of Philippians too, in every chapter there is a word, key word that is called fellowship. Philippians chapter 1. Let me invite you. Philippians chapter 1. Verse number 5. It speaks there, For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. All of us understand what is fellowship. Fellow. And then ship. A body of people in one boat. Alright? Amen? Okay? So that means when you depart... When a boat, when a ship depart from the port, and then in the middle of the journey, you will have, you will have like storm and lightning and strong wind, everybody will rock. It does not mean if you are on the boat, you will not feel the rocking of the boat. And when the storm go up and down, everybody will feel the, 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 the way what the boat is, is, is uh, having on that ocean. And when the boat arrived in the destination, everybody has the victory. Everybody experience and celebrate the victory of arriving. Amen? And this is the first fellowship that we have. Fellowship in the gospel. Uh, very important for all of us. We will become a member. We will, be, uh, we will know the love of God. We will know the finished work of Jesus Christ when we hear the gospel. Philippians chapter 2, verse number 1. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, that's the second fellowship, if any bowels and mercies. So you see, my dear brothers and sisters, it started with the gospel. And when a person hears and opens his heart, accept the Lord Jesus Christ, then the Holy Spirit will come into our hearts. Amen? 
Our body becomes the temple of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit seals. The Holy Spirit leads. The Holy Spirit regenerates. The Holy Spirit will guide us. The Holy Spirit will comfort us. That's the second fellowship. The third fellowship that we should not forget in having Jesus Christ being in the family of God is in Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. That I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings being made conformable unto His death. This is what our team are, are, are experiencing. The fellowship. We are partakers of Christ's sufferings. So if you and I will experience sufferings in some way, be happy and be glad because the Bible says we are in fellowship with Christ's sufferings. Amen? Next picture. So Pastor Lorenzo is now in heaven. The church has no pastor for almost a year. Every time I call and talk to Mrs. Carmelita and comfort her, I said, let's just pray to God that the Lord will provide a preacher. One day, Mrs. Carmelita called me. said, Pastor, I want to introduce you to Norvin. And then she gave the phone to Norvin and I talked to Norvin. He said, Pastor, this is Norvin. I said, oh, Norvin, how are you? I said, Pastor, I want to, if you are going to train me, I want to pastor the church. I will lead the church. I said, I said to him, he, he, uh, I said to him, uh, uh, he, he said to me that uh, I am the nephew of Pastor Chris and Pastor Lorenzo. My father is their brother. And I said to him, are you not afraid that two of your uncles already are dead because they, they were shot? He said, Pastor, before I got saved, before Pastor Chris, before my uncle told me about the gospel, I am a member of a communist group. I started at the age of nine years old. That's how they recruit. You know why the communists shoot Pastor Chris? Because they cannot recruit the young people anymore in, the, in that village, in that area. Because everybody was told that we need to obey, that we have Jesus in our hearts, we need to be obedient to the government and not rebel on the government. So they, now they refuse. So the communists got really mad. And, Pastor, and, and Norvin said, Norvin said now, now that I have Jesus, I am not afraid to die, Pastor. Until now, he is still a pastor. But there's also a picture here I'm going to show you that a product of his ministry that we found also dead just last year. Okay. So, that's him. That's Pastor Lindon. When Pastor Norvin pastored the church, he was able, he was used by God to reach him. And then I discipled Brother Lyndon until he became a preacher and a pastor. Last year, we found, Pastor Norvin found him on the side of the road, tied on his hand, and on that side, with his motorcycle. The night before that, he went to a Bible study. And he was not able to come back. The next day, Pastor Norbin followed the road and we found him. That was only last year. There was a big, uh, like, black, uh, because he was not stabbed, he was not gunned down. So we believe that he was uh, hit here very strong. 
after they tied him. Fellowship of his sufferings. Another picture. That was only last year. This is Brother Ray de Barbo. I win him to the Lord 2007 and train him. After his training, my father ordained him. There were 11, 11 young men when he was when they were ordained. 11 of them from different tribes. And Brother Ray de Barbo is one of that. I assigned him in the region of Muslims, but he lived on the non-Muslim region, just on the border. Just, just a few minutes drive, you are already on the region of Muslims. And then he goes back to the non-Muslim region. And he makes so many friends. We distribute, we distribute medicines, we do medical. He introduced me to many Muslims that he became friends. And some of them, was, he was able to share the gospel. In 2013, I received the news around 11 o'clock at midnight that he was ambushed, his wife and two daughters, coming from a Bible study. They are already in the Bible study and they will go home. They were ambushed, four of them. The daughters are nine years old and 13 years old. Brother Ray and his wife, Renalyn, four of them died. The next day, when I requested the military to go to that, to that place where they were ambushed and get their body, their dead body, the military gathered 114 empty shells of M16 and AK-47, just for the four of them. Next picture. That's, that's the picture of Brother Ray, his wife, and two daughters. 2013. Next picture. That's Brother Abdul. Okay? They are from the tribe called Atta. Okay? If, if, if you know Brother Andy Tully, he was able to visit on their tribe many years ago. And Abdul is still very small. Now, when his, when his father got saved, Brother Abdul, he, his father, Datuk Mantanke, told Abdul, his son, you go with to the city for training. So he went with us to our base. He was trained. He was taught how to read. He doesn't know how old he is. I told Abdul, when were you were born? What year you were born? He said, I don't know, Pastor. And I told him, okay, you and I look the same. So we will have the same age, but your birthday is December 25. Every time it is Christmas, it is your birthday. It is good because you will not forget that. Okay? Abdul, the Atta tribe, they are known as the cannibal in Mindanao. They eat people. That's their culture. But when they got saved, when Datuk Mantangkil, the chief, his father, who is a chief, he said, Pastor, don't be afraid. We will not eat you. We have Jesus now in our hearts. So Abdul, this was only 2019. He and his wife come home from a Bible study also, walking in their village. He is pastoring in overseas three churches in their, in, that, in their place. He's a good leader and a good preacher of God's Word in their own language. Somebody hit him with a, with, a, with a wood that knocked him down and made him unconscious. His wife was hauled up, hauled by two men, and keep on shouting, Help! Help! Come on! Help! And 
that the, the guy that hit Abdul got a bolo and start, started to take his head. It was a blessing that someone walked on, the, on that road. There's a footstep that was here coming. And, and so the assailant ran away, thinking also that they have killed Abdul. I got the text message from his wife, 9 o'clock in the evening, I'd make an emergency trip. Get Abdul, bring him to our city, four hours drive, and bring him to the hospital. Abdul is saved. He is still alive by the grace of God. Talking about fellowship of his suffering. Next picture. He is a chief of Muslim, Maguindanao tribe. His name is Sultan Madin. Four years in the making. I, I have shake hands with him, first time to shake hands with him, with him 2016. And since that time, uh, I offer help. Every time there's a calamity, we bring rice, ramen, noodles, give water to them. Give, uh, I set up clothing, use clothing, and give it to them. 2019, okay, before COVID, month of February, I, I told Madin, I told, can you bring me to your village? I have medicines to give to your people, and I want to preach also, because we become close friends already. He said, okay, Pastor, you go, it's very far and very, going up, very high in the mountain. I said, oh, no problem. We will go there. So that's the time when I preach. He, he's the first one when the invitation was given. He's, he's the yellow. When he came forward, he called all his people said, I believe it's the Holy Spirit using him. No, he, it's not, he's forcing his people. But he came forward with his people. This is his first wife, second wife, third wife at the back. As you know, they always have more than one wife. He accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? And then afterwards, after that activities, I always called him and follow up him. I said, Sultan, Chief, I will come, I will come back and we will have Bible study. He said, yes, Pastor, we will do that. Until one day, he called me. He said, Pastor, please pray for me. My brother got mad at me that I changed religion. My brother told me that one of my uncle, who is a Muslim priest, wanted me killed, wanted me dead. I told him, you can come down from the mountain. I can have a place for you and your wives. I said, Pastor, it's okay. We will just watch out and defend ourselves. But two months after that, he was gunned down. They'd taken him. Next picture. Ah, next picture. Next picture. Next. That's his wife. Next picture. That's the medicine that we give. Next picture. That's him. That's my wife with first and second wife. That's him. The only reason they were killed or our lives are being hunted because of this. If not for this, we can live freely and we can do what we can, but because of this. Fellowship of His suffering. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 2, let's go back. Philippians chapter 2, this is a very awesome verse. I mean, I'm sorry, chapter 1, verse 29. 
For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on Him, but also to suffer for His sake. You see? We are not only to believe, but to suffer. Alright? I am not going to go to the detail of the next fellowship, but in chapter 4, verse 3, you can see there the fellowship of true, Apostle Paul says, true yoke fellow. True fellow laborer. Because Apostle Paul says that sometimes he is also in peril of fellow laborer. There are false co-laborers that they don't, instead of supporting, instead of praying, instead of assisting, instead of we are one thing for the gospel of Christ's sake, we criticize, we forget, we don't commit heartily and sincerely. That's why Apostle Paul says, fellowship of true yoke Next picture. Okay, this is our training center. Alright? We have a storm last, of, last August. I, I leave the Philippines last October. Uh, one month, November 24, second month, it will, I will be here in your country. Uh, second month, December 24. Last August, that is our training center, this one. This, this has a wall, but it was ripped. And, uh, and the metal roof was pulled out. We just returned it and put some woods. But you can see it is now naked because the whole wall was taken. That is, that is where we train preachers. That is a factory of pastors. In our record so far, we were able to produce 70 plus pastors and 30 plus Bible women, Christian workers, in that training center. My prayer is in this trip that the Lord will bless me. Whatever offering I have, I will save it to redo that. I will save it to reconstruct that. Because we need to keep on producing. Because the cycle of ministry that God has give, commanded to us is to reach out, to win them, to train them, to disciple them, to send them. And this, this one that was sent is going to reach out, to, he will train, and he will send. And it goes on and on. Remember, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, what we have done here tonight is the key where the brethren gather together. Because Jesus says, what did he say? Pray ye therefore that the Lord of the harvest will send forth laborers into his harvest. So this is really the best time for believers to gather, to create a unity in prayer, to, to, to ask God, for the power of the Holy Spirit to work. You know what? Why is it in Jonah chapter 3 that there is a there is a there, there is a total repentance of the whole city starting from the king from the king down to the poorest? Because in Jonah chapter 2 verse 1, Jonah prayed. He was revived. He was sincere in his prayer. And he said, Lord, if you will give me my one chance, another chance, if you will give me an opportunity, Lord. I will, I will, I will, uh, I will 
perform what I have vowed unto you. That is his prayer. Jesus Christ conquered the cross. Jesus Christ finished what is his mission here to, to be born in order to die. Why? Because at the garden of Gethsemane, it was already set up. Let me pray. Is it bad that it's possible? You will allow it to come to pass, but thy will be done. Amen? Beloved brothers and sisters in Christ, please pray for me. In prayer, when we ask God, He will provide. And I pray that the Lord will, will, will speak to you that we will become a team that we will be your feet in that part of the world for Christ and you will be our hands by the grace of God. Next picture. While, that, while the strong uh, storm hit our base in a six hours away from another tribe, one of our church of, from the tribe was the, the coconut tree was uprooted and hit the church, hit down. So it destroys the whole the whole roof of that tribal church. So I am going also to repair that as the Lord provides. Next picture. This is a picture of the Hidalgo tribe. This is only this is only this year, last March. I sent a person to witness in this village. When I I when I visited last March, we are worshiping in this house. And with this few people. I come back last July. When I come back last July, this is already the setting. Next picture, Jonathan. The preacher that assigned there said, Pastor, we come out. They made bamboo, bamboo bands. He said, Pastor, we cannot be fit in that house church because many are coming in in that city. So we came out of the house, Pastor, and they worship under, under of the tree. You see the tree? When it is sunshine, the tree becomes the, it gives the shade. And I said to the preacher, how about when it rains? He said, we continue to worship, Pastor. Some has an umbrella, some has a banana leaves. So, that is where they gathered now. He got I am praying to God that God will provide the funds to build a church for the tribe. In, in his in his time, in that time, as he provides. Next picture. So you can see. Even outside. Very happy serving there. Next picture. Next picture. That's all. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I pray that this opportunity that you have given to me to share. Yes, that's true. Pastor is desiring that the rapture will happen. Me too. I even in my prayer, I always ask the Lord, Lord, please preserve me until rapture. Preserve me. Last year, we have buried five pastors of COVID in our group, in our fellowship. This year, before I left the Philippines, four pastors. I have never seen, I grew up in the ministry of my father, and pastor will die one time. This year, pastor will die. And after three or five years, another pastor will die. But I've never seen 
Many pastors died in two years. Our mayor in the city, last year, he, 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 commanded, he commanded to get the backhoe, open a big hole, put on the public desk there, burn them and cover them. Because our city ran out of casket. Our hospitals are full. And we are running short of oxygen. Don't Until today, in the Philippines, our school did not go back. Our children do, do not go to school. I am surprised when I arrived here in your country. The children are in school already. What a privilege. Our people there are still afraid so much. But one thing good of that, it is the sign, the Bible says in Matthew 24, the pestilence. What are the signs? Jesus said, war, rumors of war, fine, pestilence. And that's part of We are all in the front seat, watching all these signs happening. And we know that the Lord coming, the Lord coming is, is going to happen to And I don't know about you, but I believe in my heart I will go to the first box. Is there anyone here deciding to have the, to be in the second bus? There's no second bus, my dear friends. That's why we have to, as we know that we are on our way to heaven, with a feeling of an hand, let's not then compare them to no fight. Our family, our relatives, our co-workers, our neighbors, every person, because when they will be in hell, they will be there forever and ever. Five years, ten years, twenty years of, of torment in heaven. Maybe they will ask that Lord, please, I've been here twenty years, Lord, I'm so faithful, Lord, I, I, I repent everything, Lord, please take me out. No chance. Only God will say, you have your chance while you are on the earth. Imagine if that happens to our land, it's our land. Let us bring them. And let us go, let us, let us do our best that the Lord will provide pastors, preachers, evangelists, and, and missionaries all over the world to reach all kinds of people, all languages, to hear the gospel. Because we are still far from reaching all of them. Imagine the Holy Testament is only 700 plus. And there are 6,500 languages in the world. We still have so much to do. It's not time to, to, to sit down and be still and we have to do. That's what the Bible says, revealing the end of the days. Thank you, church. Thank you, Pastor Greg Boer, for opening the door for me here. Thank you that I have the time to share with you, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, faithful, faithfully coming to church to pray, to beg God, to, to, to bring uh, our petition to God. Keep on and please remember, remember public preaching ministry, remember us. And remember also our name. Let's pray. Holy Father, thank you, O God, for this evening. I pray, Lord, that the challenge of the 
uh, that we have heard and the testimony and uh, and uh, accomplishment, Lord. Everything that we have done for you, O oh God, it is for your glory and honor, O oh God. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us and enabling us to do that. I pray, Lord, that we are going to raise men and women, Lord, to become a mouthpiece, to become a a a, a messenger of the gospel of God. Lord, strengthen us and encourage us, Lord, that as we walk, because there are places in Mindanao, Lord, that we have to walk the gospel of God. But you already comfort us, Lord, that you said, Lord, that blessed are the feet. Blessed are the feet that bring the gospel. Thank you, God, for your love to us. Thank you for the finished work of Christ, your precious Son, the Apostle Talmud. Thank you for the gift of eternal life, the free gift of eternal life for your precious Son. I pray, Lord, that this church, Lord, we continue to, to be alive and a big of here, O God. Continue, Lord, to be a shy, a, 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 a soul of God in this area, Lord, and uh, and, uh, uh, and beyond of God as you uh, live in God. This is my prayer. In Jesus' name, Amen. Let's stand together for a moment, and I know we don't have a piano tonight, but I'd like to give a few moments for the Lord to work on our hearts. Uh, you see things like this, and one thought that kept coming in my mind, these folks are, are dedicated to sharing the gospel regardless of the cost. We have a free country it allows us to share the gospel anytime we want. And uh, we don't take as much opportunity as we should. We need to be praying for Brother Benji as he goes back for God's protection. Obviously, he's in a very dangerous situation there. For God's provision, obviously, some of the, the churches that are in need, some of them need buildings. I was moved when he said that those folks, he said, what are you doing that rains? You know, they get a banana leaf and stand there and listen to the preaching. And worship the Lord. And uh, here we live in America. And we get a, a hangnail or a headache and we can't come to church. And it just wonders, it makes you wonder. Uh, these folks know what it is to pay the price for their faith. And we've been given the, the great benefit here in the United States to not have to suffer for our faith. Yet... And uh, oh, that God would use us. Let's uh, bow our heads in prayer. Lord, we thank you for the time that you've given us. Lord, we don't have a piano, but I pray that you would allow for the next few moments your Holy Spirit to do a work in our hearts. Help us to be drawn to you. May we pray and be helpful and uh, supportive of Brother Benji and his work over there in the Philippines and I pray that you would help us to lift him up in prayer often, that you'd have your hand of protection upon him, that you would fill him with your power uh, to do the work that you've called him to do. And then, Father, that you would help us to search our hearts, Lord, to see how dedicated and how willing we are to pay the price to reach people with the gospel. And, Lord, may we be as sacrificial and as diligent here in the United States to see people saved. 
bless the time that we've spent here together. And Lord, may you help us to reflect on the message and the challenge tonight as we go our ways and as we go to our homes. And uh, may you uh, allow us to recall it. May your Holy Spirit bring it to mind often. We would meditate and reflect upon it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. I'm going to have Jonathan, if you would, to put an offering plate back in the back. And if you'd like to help with uh, Brother Benji's ministry, uh, if you'd like to give to that, uh, you can put that in the offering plate. If you need to write a check tonight, who would they make that out to if they want to make a check out to you? Do you have... Public? Public? 